You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Beauty and the Beast After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Beauty and the Beast After Show. That's all I have right now. Beasties, welcome to AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Sally Kona Bradford, and if you notice, it's me and this big table. And Mike, all by myself. I know I made a joke last week about this being the Ali Kona show. I really think that's what this has become. Unfortunately, Laura's not going to be with us anymore. She had another show she was doing that she just, apparently, I think, sold. So, yay! Congratulations to her, but unfortunately for the next two episodes, you got me, myself, and I. So, anyhow, let's get into the episode. We started the episode, and Kat takes Vincent out. She totally just throws him over her shoulder and lays him out right on the ground. Of course, it's an accident. But part of me thought, that's really hot and sexy. I mean... I don't know about you guys, because it is, you know, a guy and it damages her ego, whatever. But I love a strong woman. And when you can lay out a man like that, ugh, get it. So, I don't know. You guys tell me. You can tweet me. I'm here all by my lonesome. So, That's please. Sexy. It agree. is. Yeah, it is. That's sexy. Um, Woman power. A to the men. See, our engineer agrees. Now, you're welcome to tweet me throughout this show. We do air live. So if you're watching the live feed, I am at Kiss My Passport. And if not, it's okay. Maybe join me next week. So I was saying, she takes them out, right? And I put something down. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, guys, do you want a girl that, that you know, needs to be rescued or she can rescue herself? Because I am all about one of those. Now, Vincent has a hundred grand reward out for him, and they have this whole talk about running away, which eventually does happen during this episode. Not the quite escape you would think for, but hey, you know, it is what it is. We'll break that down later. The big thing I wanted to talk about this episode is Gabe, because he's a little cray. At this point, I feel like he's delusional, and he's one of those people who, he's lying so much, he believes his own lies. Like, truthfully believes his own lies you know he walks into Catherine's apartment first of all i think he's faking himself out he, he walks into the apartment he's like Catherine, hello are you home shut up you, you you're investigating go away uh you know and tess comes and she interrupts the investigation party right and i love that he's he's Oh, Tess, I'm so glad you're here and, you know, trying to convince her about, I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that. And she slams him down and says, uh, actually, don't make this harder than it is. Let me just arrest you now. And he's got the tears in his eyes and he goes into the investigation room. And he's like, Captain, I, you know, it's Vincent Keller. He killed the witness and blah, 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 blah. Really? And what kills me about it is just the way he, he says it with such conviction, like, Yes, it's Vincent. I, I'm going to save things and it's not me and blah, blah. I'm like, dude, shut up. I just, I don't know about you, but did you want to slap him the whole time? Because that's what I wanted to do. And, and I appreciate that Tess was on him before the truth was even revealed in this actual episode. Tess was like, Captain, yo, 
look, what if Gabe is actually the one who's trying to divert attention? He did everything and, and Vincent has nothing to do with anything. So I'm a little disappointed that Gabe actually got out of jail on his bail, if you will. Still can't leave the state. But he's already all over. On to them, people's, you know, leaking accidental information because he's going to her neighbors and what have you. And, ooh, I was so mad when the neighbor told him that Kat's going to be gone for a month. So here he is running around, doing his thing, trying to investigate. And, like, what are you really going to do? When you find Vincent and Kat, what are you really going to do to the beast? Kill him? Probably not. Sorry, dude. So that's that. Um, outside of that, uh, we'll talk about the dungeon thing a little bit later because that was a whole situation all by himself, him getting even crazier. But let's talk about JT a little bit. You know, we have Kat and, and Vincent leave for a little while. And I feel like JT is so lost without Vincent. He And, and sad, you know, even when Vincent and Kat announced that they were going to be skipping town, you could tell there was this... I don't know if it was a hesitance, but just like, are you sure you're leaving? Like, uh, okay, okay, fine, you're going to leave. Well, we're going to investigate. We're going to pick up where you left off because you can't be gone. You know, if you're gone, then that's, that's, that just doesn't work for me. So we're going to, we're going to get this done. And in his mind, he's thinking he's going to really just do some tracking the way Vincent is, is, is going about his business. And we get to see JTT a lot this episode. And it was nice. It was nice to see Tess feel so much softer. When she's with JT, it's a really nice compliment to her personality, I think, because he's having a moment of lost identity, if you will, like the Robin syndrome, which, P.S., by the way, if you're a fan of Awesome Basis, we did a spotlight on with him today. It was me and him, one-on-one. We, it was, gosh, a good hour where we got to really get to know Austin as not only JT, but who he is. So definitely check that one out on YouTube. But going back to the storyline, and with Test talking to JT and saying, Hey, you know, he's trying so hard to do all these things that he's physically just not capable of doing. And I love that she points it out to him, but not in a way where she's bruising his ego or putting him down like a man or excuse me, putting him down as a man, but lifting him up and saying, Hey, look, JT, you're smart. You can do this. Do this the JT way. Don't, don't be in Vincent's shadow anymore. Do it for yourself and, and use your brain. You're, you're a scientist. You can do this. And what does JT do? He figures it out. Of course he's, and I love it because he approaches things from ways that you would never think of, right? He goes to the cell phone carrier and he's tracking Gabe's entire path of everywhere he's going. And I love that Tess is Pushing him throughout the way. Again, really great dynamic between the two. It's like the unthinkable couple, but they just work. And and they do. They just work. So I will go back to the tracking and say that he, he tracked. We went and we got to see him go back to the dungeon, which super creepy. And Beasties, I don't know about you, but as soon as him and Tess went into the dungeon and he's telling her about cremation and bones and this and that, and he's picking up the bone, I'm thinking, get out. Get out now. You know Gabe is going to show up. He's smart. Or or at least have a lookout. Like, one of you be a lookout. Preferably the person with the gun, which is Tess. But they, they end up in this weird face-off situation, and we see JT grow some kahunas. And really stand up to verbally stand up, that is, to Gabe, who he calls out for being even more of a lunatic, because then we get the speech from Gabe about how I'm doing this for Catherine and it's all for Catherine and she's going to see. And then all of a sudden it's if 
I go down, everybody's going down, and I'm gonna reveal everybody's secrets, and once a beast, and always a beast, and it always gets better, and blah, blah, blah. When? When did Gabe lose his mind? That's what I'm trying to figure out. It's just a downward spiral of delusional. That's the best word I can use. Um, but I don't quite know if I remember or understand why it just was a split. You know, they have a clean conversation split. He goes his way. JT and Tess go their way. Tess, again, gives a great speech to JT talking about how, you know, you've accomplished something. Like you really did something. Don't be so hard on yourself. So I like I like that dynamic. And I like to see the little romance. I'm still writers. I know we only have one show left. And just something to keep in mind for season three, I want to see a date, an official date. Like, let's not investigate crime. Let's not try to save anybody. No risks involved, just some candles, a good meal, and let's laugh and cuddle and be a couple. Okay, so maybe that doesn't make for great TV, maybe it's not dramatic, but I like romance. And I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure you do too. Now, speaking of romance, we thought, I thought, in this episode, by Vincent and Kat going into hiding away in suburbia in the middle of nowhere, that they were going to have peace and quiet, and they were going to make love all night long, and in the tradition of Beauty and the Beast, absolutely not. Of course drama has to come up, right? So did anybody pick up the fact, you know, they moved to this this nice, quiet neighborhood, and I love that Kat is so paranoid from the get-go. You know, you, you think of Pleasantville, as she called it. I'm surprised she didn't make reference and call it Smallville. But anyway, they go to Pleasantville, and, you know, people are waving, and she's like, uh, I think that guy just flipped me off. And, of course, he's just waving and saying hello. And for those of you who are from small towns, which, I hey, I lived in Cary, North Carolina when I was little. And it is. People say hello to you. And if you're from a big city like New York, that's a little weird, right? And when the neighbors come to say hello, I thought it was kind of bizarre that, you know, guy neighbor, forgive me, I don't remember his name, but the guy neighbor comes over and is talking to Vincent. And the wife just comes storming to the house. Hi, can you knock? You like you weren't invited in the house, but you're just gonna come in. A, B, you're gonna be smart and sassy to your husband in front of people you don't know. And C, there was really something peculiar and odd, and they didn't explore it in the show. But how she says to Jay, excuse me, Jay, like he's my homie, Jay Ryan, <laughs> but he, she says to Vincent, "You look familiar. Do I know you?" And I thought the storyline was going to go somewhere else. I thought she was going to be someone from his past and all these secrets were going to come up. But it went in a different direction. I'm not mad at that. Either way, she was suspicious from the get-go. And you see Catherine going through her cop mentality and wanting to investigate. And Vincent really got frustrated this episode. You know, he just wanted to have that peaceful life. You think about it, for the last, what, 10 years of his life, he's been on the go and running. So... Can you really blame him for just wanting some peace and quiet? And Catherine wanting to just keep the city and the girl and investigate and this and that, but being all about justice. And I like that she brought up not only that just she's about justice, but us. Like, that is who we are, and you know that. So in a sense, how dare you? How dare you to tell me, you know, to calm it down and not to be in people's business when you know something weird is going on? And of course, the something weird is this poor guy got shot. And and I don't understand the cops in the questioning situation because the investigators 
not even asking really great questions. And here comes Cat around his shoulder. Very obvious, in my opinion. But going into cop mode and asking all these questions while she's supposed to be undercover and in hiding. So clearly she blew their cover. But what I did not expect is the fact that the guy that killed, you know, the whole murder with the police officer killing the husband on quote unquote accident um, was having an affair with the wife. That I didn't see happening at all. But what I do like about this whole situation is when Vincent finally comes to and thinks, okay, I guess I'm not going to get this quiet lifestyle and my lady is all around town trying to solve this mystery. I may as well hop in and at least find out if she's really onto something. And it didn't occur to me when he knocked on the door and asked the woman right out, hey, did you kill your husband? And I thought, wow, that was blunt. Like, just go for the gusto. Don't even try to ease your way into an investigation. Just ask her. But then, duh, realizing he's got beastie powers and he's measuring her pupil dilation and her heart rate. And I thought, gosh, I would hate to have to lie in front of you because you would figure me out. But either way, so I love the fact that he figured it out just like that and boom, to the rescue, finds Kat just in the nick of time while she's doing her investigation. And I like I like watching her figure out what's going on because as she's asking questions in the car with this cop, I'm thinking, where are you going with this? I know you're going somewhere. I just don't know where that is. And so when everything finally pieced together, I thought, oh, you are so smart. And that is why I love you because you are intelligent and you kick butt, which I talk about all the time. So either way, like I said, Vincent comes to the rescue and whoosh, suburbia is gone. It, it really, again, cool storyline. Still sad that I didn't get to see my passionate, you know, coming of together. And I really hope that that's what the season finale holds for us. But what we did get is the small intimate kisses. And I like those. I like them because sometimes seeing two people swallow each other's faces, it's sexy. But what's really sexy is caring about somebody is true, genuine love. And I feel like when you have those small, you know, staring at each other into the eyes and the small sweet pecks, those, those really show someone's feelings. And so we got some of that. So thank you to that. Uh, oh, you know, all this talk, I forgot I had a few pictures. So if my engineer, the lovely Marissa, who you can watch in other after shows, you know, I really need to get rid of this English accent. I don't know why I do it. So British beasties, I'm so sorry if I offend you. First picture, this is from the beginning. This is right before she lays him out, I do believe, if if I'm correct. It could be right after. And he's already gotten up, dusted himself off, you know? Next picture, please. One of very two special pictures. Um, Oh, so this is when they are actually in suburbia. I like this picture. This is almost like a prelude to what we could see if there was a beastie wedding in season three and we got the union that we've all been yearning for. This is what it would look like, beasties. Either way, I thought it was cute. It was cute to see them play pretend husband and wife, you know, because that's what we want to see eventually. And if we do, maybe there won't be a rest of the Beauty and the Beast. I don't know. But either way, so that's my my picture that I wanted to show you guys. Um, 
going on, okay, we talked about the wife, we talked about the affair. Let me scroll through my notes if you guys don't mind, pardon me, since I am hosting this all by my lonesome self. Sometimes I need to take a moment and go back into my notes and figure out, now if you're listening to the podcast, it doesn't matter because you're listening to me, but if you're watching on YouTube or live, I apologize for the lack of eye contact. Um, what did I want to talk about? Oh, the neighbors, uh, the nosy neighbors. It's it portrayed so well in this show going into the murder, quote unquote, of this gentleman that had gotten killed and everybody comes out and Catherine's really trying to blend in with everybody. And first of all, the two of them stand out because there's this gorgeous looking couple that young and, you know, I don't know how anybody didn't see that one in the first place. Just my opinion. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to go back is to JT and Tess because – at the very end, there's this communication, this talk between them where JT feels like he failed. And I love that Tessa told him that he didn't fail because he's holding himself to such high standards and A, you're not a beast, no offense, and B, like put value in what you're capable of because you are capable of so much. And and I'm glad that there's a woman that recognizes that about you. And, and she says, you know what, you told him you'd pick up where he left off. And that's exactly what you did. You did not say, I'm going to solve this entire thing and we're going to bring Gabe in. Like, you know, that's a big job. And unfortunately, Gabe is still out on the loose. And we still are trying to get um, – forgive me for the lack of word because I can't think of it off the top of my head. But we are trying to get Vincent off the hook. And we saw in the beginning of the episode him having this conversation with the gentleman who agreed to have this um, – gosh, the word is on the tip of my tongue. I'm so sorry, beasties. But we – I uh, saw him talking and trying to figure out if we can eventually get Vincent back into normalcy again and to get this witness who we now know is dead. So that leaves us in a space of, okay, now what? Like, What do we do without him and, and crazy Gabe on the loose? And how are we ever going to have peace and quiet? You know, and what would their life be like? With peace and quiet. I think they both were starting to get a little antsy and bored with that situation. What well, I, Here's the thing. I don't want to get into prediction category, but part of me does want to talk about what is going to happen with Gabe and if he's even going to be in season three. Do you want to see him in season three? Because at this point, you're handsome, but you ain't that handsome. I'm ready for you to go. Let's see something else. Let's see, let's see Heather. I don't know, you know? Um, last, I'm, I'm, I'm burning through this really quickly and that's just because I'm having this wonderful conversation with, again, me, myself, and I, and you. So, unfortunately, we're up so late, and um, I'm, I'm not getting so many tweets from you. But you know what's funny? And, and I'll call you guys out on it, beasties. I love that when I tweet that I'm doing this solo show, and please tweet me your questions. And everybody favorites, and everybody retweets, but y'all don't tweet me any questions. So here's an opportunity. Please tweet me questions. If there's something you want me to talk about, and for whatever reason I skim through it, you're more than welcome to tell me. We'll talk about it. Um, and I love interacting, by the way, with you guys on Twitter. So thank you. Keep that one up. Um, what else can I bring up that I have left out? Gosh, I feel like I've covered everything so quickly. So rather than continuing to recap and recap, what I would like to do is just throw out some wild predictions. So I'm going to skip news and gossip if that's okay. We'll do that in a little bit. Let me just throw predictions at you. Now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. Okay, so 
we know that um, Deja Vu was the season finale, and we also know that Beauty and the Beast, at this point in filming, we didn't know if there was going to be a season three, and neither did the writers. So a lot of things are going to start speedballing and happening really quickly, so that way we have some closure, but some of a cliffhanger as the just-in-case, which fell through, or excuse me, did not fell through, fall through. I can talk. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I feel like going into season three, it's going to be a little bit more of the relationship aspect because season two, we got a whole new team of writers. And and this is purely my opinion, but as much as it was a very cool, interesting take to start with Vincent having amnesia, the first I'm going to say three, four episodes. We didn't have any romance. We went straight into Vincent being a jerk and Catherine longing for him and then Catherine not trusting him and just all these things that make a show interesting but don't fulfill or satiate our want for that romance because that is, I mean, BCs, it's part of the reason why we watch the show. And now that they've figured that out going into the tumultuous ratings and this, that, and whatever, I'd like to think in season three, they'll be able to explore the romance a little bit more, but keep them as a team. You know, keep right now they're at a great space and place and they're solving this one particular crime, but Let's find justice for somebody else. Get your justice out of the way for yourself. Get cleared, but have a normal life. Vincent mentioned in this episode that he doesn't know if he'll ever be able to just live in New York. So then what? Then where does Beauty and the Beast go if they're not in New York? Because it's not going to be Beauty and the Beast in the Caribbean. I mean, it could be, but, you know. Um, and if that happens, my prediction as far as JT and Tess is them going as a unit. Like, how do you leave your best friend behind after you've been through so much? I would love, this is what I would love, is to see all of them go into a secret hiding. Not that they would need to because I would like to, everything to be resolved, but maybe let's just go somewhere else. And and we can find justice for the city because of things that are going wrong in the city. But leave us out of it. Let's see you guys explore your futures and and deepen the strength between your bonds and your relationship. See, now I'm going on a love tangent. Y'all know where my mind is right now. And I was talking about Gabe. Um, Gabe, the only way to shut Gabe down at this point, even though he doesn't have any physical extra strengths like he did as a beast, mentally he's just on one. Gabe's got to go and he's got to die. I know that's harsh and that's mean, but putting him away somewhere, he's too smart for that. He's too clever. He'll get out. He's not going to get over Catherine, clearly. So... Heads will roll. That's my opinion on what's going to happen with Gabe. Um, what else can we touch upon? I mean, we got Gabe. We've got Catherine, Tess, Vincent. If her sister comes along, I mean, we've got a wedding still. I don't know if we're actually going to have a wedding, but what will be awkward about that is Catherine and JT – no, excuse me. Catherine and Vincent have been together longer and been through so much more than her little sister and her fiance. Not that we've seen the storyline, but they've what dated not even a year and they're getting married. So how is your a little sister going to get married before you sucks and B after you've been through so much and you're still not even in that place in your own relationship. Ouch. Those are my prediction thoughts. I know that's more of opinions on what I would like to see. And if there's anything you would like to see, again, tweet at me at Kiss My Passport. Next week, I'll make sure to bring it up during the season finale. But until then, why don't we go into some, oh, I was going to say some news and gossip. I'll just do a brief After Buzz TV News. 
Okay, so briefly, I'm just going to read something really quickly because there have been some interviews done on the season finale, and some of the things I've read is that, you know, you're going to see Catherine and Vincent working together and trying to figure stuff out, and we're going to see a little bit more of Catherine's history, which I like because we only got to scratch the surface of what happened with her mom and and the relation to the dungeon and her ancestors. We never really got to see what became of her ancestors. So please, let's figure it out. Maybe we can do that next episode. And then one of the things that she had said too, she being Kristen Kruk, is that this season finale is going to be rather emotionally traumatic for everybody. So what does that mean? Does that mean that somebody's going to die? Because traumatic is not something I associate with a happy ending, obviously. So I know that nobody's going to get amnesia at least this time, but hopefully none of our main characters go away. So, yeah, I think I am quite content with that prediction and news. Hopefully you are too, and I will see you guys next week. Thank you for joining me all by myself. And if you want to look at my website, I always like to plug that. It's alicornerbradford.wix, W-I-X.com backslash television host. Do me a flavor. If you like it, hit like, and I will see you next week. Good evening. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 